Good morning, International Christian Fellowship International. This is Pastor Jennifer, and I want to welcome you to our online service today. It's spring, and that means new life, new growth. God wants to bloom something new in your life. He's going to bring those dreams to life. So as you lean into the service, I want you to enter into worship with our Bridge worship team. I want you to listen to the message, and I want you to take notes. So quick, grab a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes, because the Lord is going to speak to you today. Enjoy the service. Everybody, take your mask down for just a second and say, I believe, so they can see it. <laughs> and then you can put it back up. Amen. I believe, and I am so happy to see you on this first Sunday of May. We're still going to wear our masks probably till June 15th. It seems like I follow what the Assemblies of God in Italy guides us to do. So, uh, but we don't have to social distance, so you can sit and bring your friends, and um, easy, easing of safety protocols, but we're still safe. Amen? And so I pray that you will be well, be encouraged, and be encouraged to bring someone. Last week, we had some very powerful testimonies of life changes and heart changes and miracle answers to prayer. And you are a part of that. Amen? We are going to welcome our online campus, and we are going to take of communion as an altar call kind of at the end of the service. So if you have not received your communion element, will you just raise your hand so we can take care of that now? Anybody who does not have their communion, raise your hand big so they can see you. One over here, one back there. If you're in the back, yeah. so you guys can help them back there. Thank you so much. You should all have your communion elements for later. If you're online, we want you to go get your crackers and your juice and join us as we remember on this first Sunday of the month that we are truly completely forgiven for all that Jesus has done for us. I also want to um, just say to you, I'm so excited about water baptism. And so if you plan on getting water baptized, I don't know if we have that slide. Uh, forgot to mention it earlier. But I want you to join me in the class at 11 o'clock right after service. You'll Go with me to my office, and we'll do a water baptism class. We're also going to do a Zoom class online. So if you know someone who wants to be baptized in water, they need to go through the class, and we will also make that available. You can register online to find out all the details. One more thing that's very exciting is after second service, I know a lot of you will be gone, but we are going to flip the sanctuary for the first time. Can somebody say yay? Come on, that means we're going to get to do stuff in the house, which I'm so excited for. So after second service, we need some manpower to help us move the chairs and set up tables and get ready for our women's Saturday event. Completely, say completely. That means all the way. Not halfway, not only some things, completely forgiven. That is our theme for this month. And our verse is found in Colossians 3, 3 through 4. In the message version, it says, Your old life is dead, hallelujah, your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. 
when Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Now, I want you to think about God's forgiveness plan. And I want us to remember some things that we are building on this whole year. Very important. Because I can't be forgiven if I don't believe that Christ is sufficient and supreme, right? But how many people, let me see your hands. If you're in the chat online, you can give me a hand. How many believe that Christ is supreme overall? Come on, let me see your hands. Yes, thank you, Abeba, for waving that hand in great victory. If you believe that, then that's the foundation for you to know God has wiped away through Jesus and his sacrifice any past pain, past sin, past um, abuses and turmoils in your life, and you are released from that. So how have we built this? The first thing we remember is who do we belong to? We are completely his. I belong to Jesus. Amen? You belong to Jesus. If you have invited him into your heart, that was January. How are we to feel about this? Tell me. We are completely. Yeah, say it. We are completely loved. You are completely loved. You're not halfway loved. You're not only on some days loved. He loves you on your good days. And he loves you on our bad days. And he loves us on days when we're not even sure who we love. He loves us. That has to be a foundation for this month. The, The next thing would be, well, so what are we to do? We are to be completely connected. That's why we do come together. Because the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So I don't know about you, but maybe there's been a time when you came to church, to your house of faith, your family of faith, and you felt discouraged. Maybe you felt unloved. And somebody greeted you and said, oh, I'm so glad to see you. We're glad you're here. And you felt Loved in that moment, right? Sometimes we do Wednesday prayer every time we do Wednesday prayer online. But I see the comments in the chats where someone says, I I want that. What you're praying about, I want that. That's the love of being connected so that I don't feel alone. The enemy wants to isolate you. God wants to integrate you into his plan and his system of love. So that's what Connected does. So why can we live in this hope? You should all know this one. We just did it. We are completely convinced of his supremacy and his... So therefore, I know that we can operate in complete forgiveness. You know, when the Lord began to give me this year's messages and themes for the month. I, as we have done every year for the past eight years, look over the year and feel like, what is God going to be saying in this month? It's prophetic in a way, but it's also the Lord preparing the ground for those who'll be here. These messages are not just for you to take into your heart and do nothing else with. These messages are for you to Think about the biblical values in a strong way so that when you encounter someone, 
who feels unloved, who feels unforgiven, who feels ashamed, you can say to them, as an ambassador for Christ, you're loved, you're forgiven. God's not holding that over your head. And that can set people free. Colossians 3.2 tells us to set our minds on things above, not on things on earth. That's a hard one. I mean, Colossians is a small book, and we've referenced it a lot already this year. Read it verse by verse, book by book, chapter by chapter. Colossians 3.2 says, set our minds on things that are above, not on things on earth. If you focus on only the things on earth, you may be mad at someone and not be able to forgive them. You may look back at too much stuff that's happened all around you and not be able to forgive yourself. You may even question what is forgiveness. But when we set our things, our mind on things above, that means I'm setting my mind on the love of Father God, on the love of Creator God. Amen? I want you to, I want you to remember, forgiveness is for you and it also needs to flow through you. Amen? We, we may not show that video online, but um, we want you to know that the message is that Jesus went to the cross. That's why we're going to remember communion at the end of this service today. That is forgiveness in action when Jesus went to the cross. He erased the pain. He wants you to erase that pain in your life with his love and his grace. And so I want you to focus on what it actually means. What does it mean to you? To receive God's forgiveness. I can imagine that Jesus on that cross, knowing the lies and the betrayals and the crowd yelling crucify him. And yet he could say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. You know, the thought came to my mind, they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They know they're lying. They know that's not true about Jesus. They know they lied about me or you or whatever the case might be. But I'm not supposed to set my mind on the people on this earth. I'm not supposed to look at things like the way the earth looks at it. Amen? Hear me, because I believe the enemy will use this very category to steal your joy and your victory because it comes back up in the most unexpected moments. And you may have to say again, Father, forgive me. Father, I forgive. Father, forgive them, even if they haven't asked for forgiveness. Pastor Jen, that's hard. I know. But you're not doing it in your own self. You're doing it in the power and the love and the mercy of Jesus. Amen? That is forgiveness in action. So I want you to focus on the results of faith and forgiveness working together. Remember, if you remain feeling unforgiven, you'll be stuck. Anybody ever felt stuck in life? Let me see your hands. Thank you for being honest. I'm not the only one who ever felt stuck. One of the things we have to do when we're stuck, we feel emotionally stuck, we feel trapped in a circumstance, we have to be careful that we don't get bitter and resentful for whatever it is, whoever it is, whatever things around us made us feel that way. We are God's children, amen? We are complete in him. That's our verse. And so we have to look and say, Lord, I want to release this. Because if I don't, 
I will be hindered from the blessings. Bose gave us a powerful scripture of when we give, he pours back into us. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. Well, guess what? It's not just give money. What if I give forgiveness? Amen? What if I give forgiveness to someone who doesn't deserve it? It doesn't mean, hear me, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to be in relationship with that person. Forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. That's a whole nother topic. But I believe in having healthy boundaries. I believe in making sure that you are whole in body, mind, spirit, emotions. But forgiveness is about me. Forgiveness is about you and your walk. And it releases, breaks free from any bondage. And bitterness is one of the worst bondages a person can have because bitterness flows over into every other area of your life. And then you begin to look at everybody as if they're guilty. They're guilty of not treating you right. They're guilty of judging you. They're guilty of injustice. That's bitterness. That's looking at the world through worldly eyes. When I look up and I set my mind on things above I will follow God. Forgiveness equals freedom. Say freedom. Type it in the chat. Freedom. Forgiveness equals freedom. If I feel stuck and I want to be free from being stuck, then I need to say, Lord, tell me some more about forgiveness. Help me again to release this thing. Faith and forgiveness operate together. Faith and forgiveness operate together. You have to believe Jesus in order to receive the forgiveness. Then I have to walk like Jesus in order to forgive, right? In my own self, I can't forgive someone who's hurt me or hurt someone I love in my own self. But I can with Jesus. It is the evidence, forgiveness, listen to this. It is the evidence of a single moment where you receive Jesus and he forgives you and redeems you. But it is also, say also, it is also the evidence of an attitude with ongoing action to continually live in relationship and love for Jesus, our Redeemer. You see, it's not enough just to ask Jesus to forgive you one time. It's not enough just to say, okay, I forgave and I'm fine, I'm over it. As a counselor, I find many times that people aren't over it. And it comes back to, I don't trust people anymore. They hurt me. How can I trust them? And if I don't trust them, how will I walk in community with them? How will I be real enough to say, hey, I need somebody to pray for me today. Help me. In this place at ICF Rome, I want our DNA, people say it all the time, to be a place where you feel the love of Jesus Christ from the minute you walk in the door to the moment you pray at this altar. When people get baptized in just a couple weeks, it's going to be because they are being forgiven and they want their friends and the world and Jesus to know, I'm letting go. I am free of that. But faith and forgiveness have to operate together. It's very hard to forgive if you don't know the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Because it is a supernatural thing. Psychology will tell you how to forgive. But it's still like this weight. I have done a lot of 
counseling and years in psychology. And I can tell you that, you know, psychology without Jesus will try to tell you this is like that cartoon. This is a baggage that you're going to carry for the rest of your life. Come on, somebody. This is going to be a weight. This pain is always going to be part of your story. And you're just going to have to deal with it when you have triggers. Yes, we do have triggers, things that spark our emotion. But you aren't the world. Somebody say amen. I am a child of the Most High God, and I am responsible to operate the way Jesus instructed me to and the way Jesus modeled. He didn't ask us to do something that he didn't also do. And so I'm giving you something that will truly set you free if you understand I want to say to you this morning, if you're blaming God for the pain in your past, Pastor Jen, you're so deep this morning. If you're blaming God for a pain in your past, you're in a mode of looking back, and you need to look up with hope. We don't blame God. The Bible is very clear that God is not the source of evil or pain. Does he allow things like he did in Job's life to pass through us? Yes, he allows it. But he's not the source of it. He said, I am the life, right? He didn't say, I'm the death. So God is not the source of my pain. He is the source of my peace in the pain. Amen? God is not the source of my pain. He is the source of my peace in the pain. So think about it. The enemy of your soul is the one wanting you to say, God did this to me. Okay, God, why are you doing this? God is saying, I love you. <laughs> My son Jesus had to go through some stuff. And, you know, sometimes we just want to be happy. We just want to be free and content. But we can't know peace without pain. We can't know healing without sickness. We, we don't know comfort unless we had grief. And so in this world, we have to be careful that we don't get so mindful of pop psychology and the selfie facey uh, FaceTime, I'm so happy, look at me. There are some things I don't have to put it on social media, but I better put it on the altar. And I better say, Jesus, take this away from me because I'm stunted in my spiritual growth if I don't forgive. I want us to look at, remember Jonah last week? Y'all remember Jonah? He ran away and some stuff happened, didn't it? But then God heard him, even though he got a little vomit on him because of it from that nasty whale. <laughs> I don't want to be like Jonah. I mean, I'm glad Jonah came back to, to his right mind. I'm glad Jonah was forgiven and God gave him second chances. I believe God wants us to learn from some of these things in the Bible. So I want you to know that Paul mentions the believer's personal unity, companionship, and interaction with Christ again and again throughout the book of Colossians. So I want to say to you this morning, put to an end earthly acts and attitudes that constantly try to bring you down or take you backwards. That's what you got to do. What happens after you forgive? After God forgives you, put to an end the earthly acts and attitudes. Say attitudes. 
It's easy to say, okay, I won't like hit somebody with a hammer. That's an act. Okay, I won't tear up their paper or scratch on their car. That's an act. The Bible says to focus on how my mind thinks, the attitude of the way I do things. And bitterness and unforgiveness can weigh that attitude down. The next thing you have to do is put off the old self and put on the new. Put off that old self. In the morning when you wake up, why does the scripture say, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness? Why does the scripture tell us to put on the warfare, the armor of God, the helmet, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, our feet with peace? God wants us to put on the new stuff so that we're not tempted to go back in unforgiveness and bitterness. And he wants us to put on love and let the word of Christ dwell in you. Some of you that I know a little bit more deeply and interact with you on WhatsApp and messages, it's amazing to me how the word of God just flows out. I can say something and somebody just immediately sends me a scripture or immediately sends me a a picture with a scripture. Why? Because the word of God is dwelling in you, abiding in you. I ask you this morning, is the first word out of your mouth what they do? What did they do? Shame on them. Shame on them. Or is the first word out of your mouth, how are you? How can I help you walk into victory in this circumstance? Maybe when it happens to you, I mean, can anybody just be real? Has something ever happened to you that you had to forgive? Come on. Come on, (laughs) I'm telling you, I've had stuff I've had to forgive people of. But the Holy Spirit and the Word of God dwelling in us enables us to walk it out. So I want to read some of Romans chapter 8, verse 1 through 4 and 9 through 10, because this is basically my message. This is the scripture before we go to communion. So now the case is closed. Say closed. Wow. It happened last year. It happened 10 years ago. It's happening right now. How am I supposed to forgive in the middle of it? Because scripture tells me, so now the case case is closed. What does that mean? It means God's taken care of it. All the details have been handled. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing, say anointing, type in anointing because that comes from the power of the Holy Spirit and from Jesus. The anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish. Remember I was talking about pop psychology? They can only take you so far. Okay, meditate and do these things and center yourself. And I'm still sitting there with this pain in me. But the minute I let God achieve what the law and the earthly thing could never do, Because the law is limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent his son in human form to identify with human weakness. Clothed with humanity, God's son gave his body to be that sin. 
Offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and the power of sin. So now, every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. And we are free to live, not according to our flesh. Free to live. You're free to live, not by the flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated. Say dominated. I want you to think about it. When the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, if you're not joined to the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Bible is very clear. It says in verse 9, you're not of Him. If you're not joined to the Spirit of Christ, the scripture is saying you're not of him. God is saying stop sweeping it under the rug and stop acting like, well, God, you're just so full of grace. It's okay. I don't really have to forgive everybody. I don't really have to forgive everything. Again, forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. Forgiveness is not a pardon for a crime. Hear me. If someone commits a crime, I can forgive them, but they may still go to jail. It was a crime. Forgiveness is about my heart and my attitude. I want to be of God. Verse 10 says, now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are, what does it say? Fully accepted by God. <sighs> Fully accepted by God. I want you to think about what is the result of walking in complete forgiveness? Get ready. He imparts new life to you. You want to know how, you, how I know you're okay? You want to know how you know you're okay? Here it is. He will give you new dreams like he did for Daniel. He will give you new assignments like he did for Esther. He will give you a new job like he did for the disciples. Come on, somebody. He will give you a new encounter for himself like he did for Zacchaeus. But what did Zacchaeus do? He had to run up into a tree, get away from the crowd and everything the world was saying to Zacchaeus. And Jesus is walking through the crowd and he goes, come down. Come on down. You're fully accepted by me. Get out of that tree. I want to walk with you. You don't have to see Jesus from a distance when you're forgiven. He gives you a new identity like he did for Saul, who became Paul. It's new. You're fully accepted. He gives you a new healed heart like he's done for my family, my daughter Jacqueline, whose story many of you know. I've seen him give a whole new heart to someone. I have felt it. I know many of you have felt it. And you know what? This heart is human. So this heart may be hurt and broken more than once. Hear me. We live in a fallen world with people all around us that, like Jesus said, they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand the ripple effect of their bullying, their pain, their misery. But Jesus said, I'm going to give you a new 
healed heart. That's what forgiveness does. He said, I'm going to give you a new revised dream for the future. I'm a witness to that. He did a dream revision on June 27, 2021. And I know who my Redeemer is. And I know that He's with me. And I'm fully accepted by God. And you're with Him if you're, if you're a child of God. He will give you a new revised dream. He will give you a new comfort like he's done for so many of us before. And his mercies are what? New. Every morning. Every morning. So maybe you had a bad day. Maybe you wake up and you go, this was a bad day. You know what I say? Do the day. His mercies will be new tomorrow. And you wake up in the morning and say, God, let me start over. Put on my helmet. Put on my breastplate. Put on my, my, my shoes of peace. And let me walk in peace. We are sons and daughters destined for glory. We are sons and daughters. You have a destiny. You shouldn't feel like I don't know what my I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what tomorrow holds either, but what I do know is who holds my tomorrow. I know that he holds it. I know that I don't walk alone. And I know that somehow he's going to use my story for his glory. And somehow he's going to use your story for his glory because you're destined for that as a child of God. Your faithfulness to God, it touches people's lives. The triumph of God's love demonstrates we are completely forgiven. I want you to take your cup, if you will. Those that are online, you can get your cup. to read to you some of Romans chapter 8. It won't be on the screen because I want you to look at that screen. And I'm asking you, in our church we take a free communion, an open communion, which means you don't have to be a regular attender or a member or a leader of this church. But the Bible says each one should examine their heart. It says not to take the bread and the drink unworthily to examine yourself and say to the Lord if there be anything in me that I need to be forgiven of so here's what Romans says in verse 31 what does it all mean if God has determined to stand with us then who could ever stand against us for God has proved his love by giving his greatest treasure the gift of his son and since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all he certainly won't withhold from us anything he has to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over you and I. Not guilty. Not guilty. I want you to stand with me all over this place. We're going to take our communion from a posture of standing in the court of the King of Kings. I want you to imagine it this morning. It's a little different way to take communion. Imagine that you're standing before the presiding judge. But he's not just the judge. He's like above the supreme judge. He's the King of Kings. He's the judge of all judges. And you have presented your petition as you have come into his courtroom. And you have said, Jesus, say Jesus. 
Jesus, I need you. Jesus, pardon me. Forgive me. If you're watching online, I want you to stand up wherever you are. I want you to take the bread and the cup. Oftentimes we take the bread first and the cup, but I want to take the cup first today. Because the cup represents the blood of Jesus. We're completely forgiven because we accept the sacrifice. So imagine in that courtroom, <laughs> the king, God, is sitting there on his throne. And you need an advocate, right? You need an advocate. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's the spirit of truth. Now, we know it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But I want you to imagine you've petitioned him for forgiveness. And the Holy Spirit suddenly comes between you and the king and says, Jesse, don't worry about it. I've already taken care of it. I've pardoned it. He says, those of you online, don't worry about it. I've already shed my blood. I've made sure that the truth is that you're forgiven. I pray today that you will take communion in a way that says, God, I want to be pure before you because you redeemed my life. I want to be free from all the bondages, from all the bitterness. But I can't do that if I've harbored unforgiveness. You know, it's not just a sin to kill, steal, and destroy. It's also a sin to bear false witness. It's also a sin to covet your neighbor's wife. There's a lot of things in the Bible that God says, don't do that. Don't touch that. But then he says, if you trust me, if you receive my forgiveness, it's not too late. You've never gone too far that God won't bring you back. Hear me. You've never gone too far that God won't bring you back. So Lord, as we partake of your blood in the form of our juice today, we remember the sacrifice. I pray right now with your heads bowed and closed. You make this a personal commitment to Jesus. God, take away the sin. Take away the unforgiveness in my heart. Help me, Lord, to walk like you walk. And I receive what you did on the cross for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take the juice together. same way he did say I've broken my body for you right that's what this wafer symbolizes maybe you need healing today maybe there's a physical healing maybe there's an emotional healing but I know I want you to know it says by his stripes we are healed stop saying I'm sick stop saying I have this condition I want you to start saying I'm healed I'm being set free from it I used to have but I'm in the process of being healed maybe I have some symptoms today of something I've known that God healed me but sometimes I have symptoms in my neck from an old surgery but when I feel the symptoms I say oh no 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 I'm healed God restored the alignment in my neck. There's a fusion in there that is more than physical. It's spiritual. I want you to hold up this wafer for a minute. I want you to acknowledge, Jesus, thank you for what you did when you took your stripes for me. I want you to know God wants to heal your pain today.
mental pain, emotional pain, heart pain, physical pain. God, heal right now in the name of Jesus. I pray in a supernatural way, healing will flow as we remember the stripes that you took on the cross. We honor you, Jesus. We believe you. We are completely, totally healed in Jesus' name. I thank you for it as we partake together. You can take the bread. Worship team, would you come? As the worship team closes us with Holy Spirit, I believe that's what you're doing. I'm going to ask you again. We had second service warmed up to it a little bit more. I'm going to ask you to do something for me this morning. I know we got a couple minutes and I got a class to teach on baptism. I want you to step out of your seat, okay? Come on. If you're comfortable, if you're really, really not comfortable, okay. But if you're comfortable, come on out. You can still spread out. Come on up here. Come on up here. This is Jesus saying, come on up. Come on up into my presence. This is a safe place. This is where the altar is. Step forward so people can come behind you. Step forward. Because this is where we're saying, Jesus, I need more. I want them to begin to sing. I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to keep stepping forward because they're still coming. Come on up. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for listening to the service and to the Word of God. And this is a moment now when I am so thankful to have the opportunity to pray with you. And I want to encourage you that maybe you know Jesus, maybe you believe of Jesus, but right now you want to invite Jesus to be the Lord over every circumstance in your life. So I want to pray with you. Now I want you to say the prayer with me Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, fill every part of my heart and my life with your love and with your power. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I'm going to live for you, Jesus. Forgive me for the things I've done that were wrong and help me to believe and to walk with you every day of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for making me completely convinced that you love me and you're with me. In Jesus' name, amen. I also want to pray with you for any circumstance. So you can email us, you can write us, you can let us know praise reports. But today, I also want to say to you, the Lord knows those things that are weighing heavy on your heart. And so I want to pray a prayer of blessing and protection over you for this week, healing for whatever thing might be troubling you. Lord, I pray right now for your miracle working power. You know the one who is watching on another continent, in another city, at home because they're not well. And God, right now, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your healing virtue would flow into every circumstance that needs healing. God, that your provision, you are Jehovah Jireh. You will provide peace and finances and jobs and contracts right now. I pray that faith would come alive, that those things that this week have tried to discourage, Lord, I ask you that you would lift 
up the heart today. You would encourage the heart and let this one know that I am with you, says the Lord. I am working on the circumstance even behind the scenes. Trust me, says the Lord. Wait on me and see the miracle working power I will do for your life and for your family. Lord, we thank you. We trust you and we declare the victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I praise God for what he's doing among us. We're getting ready for summer kids camp and spring kids festival. I want to thank you for your online giving. I want to uh, thank you for investing in the work of the kingdom. I ask you if you enjoy the service, share these videos with someone else. We are making a great impact around the world and we're getting testimonies every week of life change that is happening. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. I pray you have a fantastic week. It's spring. It's time to celebrate.